Hey, Rudy fam. What's up, y'all? We are back again. Um, I had so much fun last night. Yeah. Y'all, we watched The Office with our friend Ashley. We chose our top three funniest episode. I don't think we decided. You fell asleep, so we didn't decide which episode was the funniest. Okay, we didn't have to tell that part. Once I realized you weren't laughing, I was like, she must be asleep. This is hilarious. I looked over, knocked out. I was knocked out. Um, yeah, The Office is literally, it was all of our favorite shows, yeah, which I, I think is so that. fun. Um, but yeah, if y'all have not seen The Office before, just do yourself a favor. Season six, at, in the, at the very at least. At the very least, season six, particularly episode 10, murder. Actually, 13. <laughs> episode 10. Okay, guys. Okay. Well, let's get started. Welcome to the Rooted Life <laughs> podcast, uh, where we believe in worship and witness, because the more we know God, the better we reflect him. And, uh, you know, we keep it real with mm-hmm. y'all by just sharing all of our business and uh, ways that we can strengthen our faith together. So let's kick it off with our grows and glows, Mo. Yeah. So this week, y'all, I actually had to work. I mean, I've been <laughs> working, but this week was the first time that I really earned my money. I can't. And so I was trying to plan my week like I usually do and I only be kind of working. So I was like, is this how it is when you work every day, all day? And I had like um, nightly commitments, hanging out with friends and leading stuff at church. And I'm like, hold up. If we about to go back to working for real, I can't be out here hanging out. So the grow is that I need to just manage my time commitment a little bit better. Mm. If I'm about to be working, I can't. I can't be hanging out in the evenings right. during, on school nights. Yes, that is Mm-mm. typically what work is. Yeah. You don't get to have fun on weeknights. Yeah, but before I, think I we had all so forgot. much energy. <laughs> we all I mean, forgot. I was at home all day. I was like, sure, let's hang out. Coffee? Yeah, walk? Yeah. Y'all, on Wednesday, I went for a hike in the morning with a friend. Worked morning. all day. Dinner. Plans with another friend because she was on, she was leaving to go back out of town to Philly. Wow. And then another walk with a friend. Oh, you did the most. Morgan. But all those things happened like last minute. Okay, we don't have time for this. Okay, wow. Anyway, it was last minute. And then the glow is that I just feel like I've been really creative with my time with God. Like, hmm. I read the Bible, but less than I usually do. I just kind of just sitting with him. I was like, yeah. what you want to talk about? Like, mm-hmm. how you feeling? And that's just been really sweet just to have some quiet time with him with no expectations or ask just like god i want to spend time with you so let's just spend some quality time yeah that was very very sweet i love that i like that you said that you actually read the bible less because i feel like i've been reading it less but i've been doing more like worship through music and Mm. writing in my journal and you know how sometimes your mind will kind of you'll start to kind of think like oh no i'm not reading the bible like Mm -hmm. i'm not being a good christian but then god was (laughs) like girl but we hanging out like we spending time together you're mm-hmm. deepening your relationship with me and um i know we we love to say this but like that's really what it's about it's it not is. about checking off a list Mm-mm. and doing certain things to be a good christian it's about being with him and so yeah. yeah i love that you shared that and of course funny enough my grow is also a little bit of a time management thing Copycat. so okay morgan i'm not doing this with you this week. i'm not okay anyway so i well for me it's not necessarily spending time with people it is um all this good content on Netflix. Like I used to so be a much. lot less uh, during the week. I wasn't watching TV I at remember. all for a very long time. Then quarantine happened. And so things kind of shifted a little bit and I've been better, but I've been worse lately. And so I like binged a whole show this week. I watched Grownish the whole week and I was like, girl, <laughs> you should be doing something else. And so <laughs> just being a little bit like, being going back to boundaries <laughs> a little plug for what we're going to talk about today um, <laughs> but just setting some more boundaries around that mm. and then uh, my glow I kept going to Isaiah forty three eighteen this week mm. and like several different devotions and 
a sermon and like I was like okay what what's happening here mm-hmm. and um, I just have this I don't know I just have this sense that like my life is going to look different in the coming months mm. like six months to a year um, mostly because I can't really do event work right mm. now and so I am um, just challenging myself to be open to whatever the new thing it is that God wants to do as it relates to my professional work so yeah Ooh, <laughs> I can't wait to see what he does. Right. I'm, I'm excited. Now that I've said it, I know it's going to be yeah, a thing. You know, a year later. <laughs> so remember in that episode, you already know how he works. Yep. So we ready. Okay, let's recap this last episode. So y'all, last episode, we spilled all the tea. Oh, we goodness. talked about our first big argument as co-hosts, and we really just walked y'all through the steps we should have taken to navigate conflict well. Right. What I really love, too, is we kind of dive into personal offense and relational offense and just like how all offense really starts with us mm-hmm. and how we have to invite God in into the offense and also use discernment. So I think that was my favorite episode so far. That's crazy. Well, I think that uh, what we're about to get into today is going to be my favorite. Mm. Um, So coming off the heels of offense and and conflict and Mm -hmm. all that, you know, in order to protect ourselves, we really have to get good at setting boundaries. And so really like boundaries kind of help us shape how we treat ourselves and how others treat us. And as with anything in life, like we're going to keep saying this, everything always starts with you, y'all. Like you have to be able to self-evaluate and know yourself well before you can even set clear boundaries for other people mm-hmm. um, and it's important to know if you can adhere to these boundaries that you're setting mm-hmm. before you can start setting expectations with how you want to be treated by others Ooh. yikes so um, just kind of some examples of boundaries like these don't necessarily have to just be like hey don't talk to me a certain way but mm-hmm. when you set personal boundaries this is like limiting the amount of TV you watch per day Dorian mm-hmm. um, not drinking on weeknights if you choose to do that like shutting down at a certain time from work or limiting how much coffee you drink but these personal boundaries really help us gut check how we like to be treated Mm -hmm. so then we can articulate that to other people Mm -hmm. and when it comes to relationships you know people always say like you got to teach people how to treat Mm -hmm. you and I always thought that that was so unnecessary it's like but we all want to be treated the same way we all want to be loved and respected and treated with kindness but Beneath the surface, that can be expressed differently because what love and respect and kindness looks like to each of us is different. And I really think a lot of us struggle with setting these boundaries in friendships and romantic relationships, because let's call it on both, Mm -hmm. um, because we see this unconditional love as like a non-negotiable, which is true to an Mm. extent. But it shouldn't be so much so that we end up allowing um, it to be at our own personal expense. And in unconditionally loving others, like we can't just give them free reign to do whatever they want, however Mm. they want, whenever they want in our lives with little or no consequences. So really, like when we don't set boundaries, it's pretty detrimental. Mm -hmm. And if we permit this type of behavior, it really just kind of opens up patterns of dysfunction in our lives. And uh, it's not good. <laughs> Ooh, that was all <laughs> such a word for your girl. Uh, I think that people also just struggle to set boundaries because deep down inside we're afraid. I think mm. we're afraid of like the person's response when we set the boundary, uh, what their perception of us is going to be. Maybe we're afraid that they're going to reject us. Or maybe we think that that person is incapable of even showing up for us the way we need to. Yeah. But I think that either we deal and process that fear now and learn to set boundaries or we're going to have that fear fester and it's going to be unchecked. And I think it's going to turn into something much uglier 
which is going to be anger and resentment in that relationship. Yeah, that's so real. And and the thing that I love about it is that boundaries are biblical. Say it again for the people in the back. Boundaries are biblical. Okay. <laughs> like even Jesus set boundaries and he had a lot more going on in us. He Come had on. a lot more pressure and a lot more stress and a lot more responsibility than all of us <laughs> and was still able to set boundaries. So I hope that that set some people free and knowing that yeah. you don't have to feel shame or Mm-mm. guilt or feel like you're being unloving by setting boundaries. Because really boundaries allow us to extend God's grace. So Ooh. like don't don't mistake it for not being a graceful person by setting boundaries. Yeah. Um, and when we study Jesus's life, he said no all the time. Girl. Anything that um, was not something that honored God or was behavior that did not honor God. He said no to it. Mm. He didn't perform miracles on people who were too riddled with pride to trust him. Mm. He didn't always engage the crowds when they demanded to be healed. Mm-hmm. And he often chose prayer time with God over being able to respond to the religious leaders whenever they asked and when they would be trying to trap him and questions and whatnot like he didn't go for any Mm -hmm. of that and so I think Jesus's life shows us that boundaries are not only healthy but they are also holy Mm -hmm. and learning how to say no to people speak truth and love and set clear boundaries that's all a part of uh following God Y'all, I'm that emoji with the wide <laughs> eyes and the and the cheeks that are blushed. Setting boundaries is holy. Come wow, on now. Not just help you, but holy. I think that if uh, boundaries are good enough for Jesus, they are definitely, they're good enough for me. So I guess the question is, if Jesus was able to set boundaries, like, why don't we do it? Mm. And I think even beyond the fear that I talked about earlier, I think we don't set boundaries in our friendships because our understanding of boundaries is riddled with misconceptions. Yes. And I think a lot of that misconceptions is a result of how we were raised and also some of the things that we picked up in church honestly Mm. so for one we have to start replacing the fear we associate with boundaries with love like setting boundaries is one of the most loving things we can do for ourselves and Mm. even others and if you think about the infamous chapter about love first corinthians 13 verse 7 actually says it always protects Mm. always trusts, always hope always perseveres so love protects period give us some bible period So one of the attributes of love is to act in a protective manner. Mm. And based off of what you shared earlier, we can see that boundaries really are a protective measure for ourselves and other people. Mm. And they really are an act of love. Yeah. Even more, we look in Proverbs, Proverbs 423, God says, guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. He's telling us to set boundaries around our heart. That's good. Guard what's valuable to you. So I should be guarding my time, my Mm -hmm. emotions, my resources, all of that. Again, it's loving and also it's holy. So boundaries allow us to show our love towards other people and show love towards ourselves, And it allows us to be good stewards. Mm, that is so good, Mo. I think the my favorite thing that you said about the misconceptions being tied to how we were raised and sometimes pick them up from the church. And I think our experience with boundaries shapes how we see them. And mm. if we're if we're more afraid of them or more willing to engage with them. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this conversation and you're already uncomfortable because <laughs> we're talking about setting boundaries, then you probably need to set some boundaries. Yeah. You're overextending yourself in some way. And that's another thing that Jesus never did. Mm-mm. He never overextended. Oh, no, baby. He ne- you never read any think about him being stressed running left and right like moving you mm-hmm. know he always had a stride of grace because of the fact that he was being able to set those boundaries exactly and I think that we could have done a whole episode giving people tips but if we don't really address the areas in our minds in which we are lacking understanding and wisdom the mm. tips don't matter yep so we're great. gonna walk through some misconceptions that we have had honestly about boundaries and hope that it sets some people free so they can gain more wisdom and knowledge mm-hmm. so the first misconception is that we think that setting boundaries means that we're 
lacking in love. <laughs> Y'all know. Come on. Just, just know. The opposite is true. Neglecting to set boundaries actually means we're being unloving towards ourselves Come and on. other people. So when you stay silent and you attempt to ignore a way that a friendship is crossing a boundary, you're actually being unloving towards yourself. Mm. And you're being unloving towards the other person because you're not even giving them a chance to fix the behavior. Because mm -hmm. one, you're expecting them to read your mind and fix it on their own. And two, you're not even being honest and clear with them about your feelings so that they can actually show up the way you need them to, like give them a chance to show up. And to that point, this is a lot of times when you have that friend that every time you think about them, you roll in your eyes Ooh. and you're frustrated and you're upset with them. Mm -hmm. And I've even had conversations with friends before. I'm like, did you tell them that that bothers you? Mm. Have you shared with them that like that makes you uncomfortable or you don't like that? Mm -hmm. Oh, you haven't? You haven't even given them a chance to show up. So again, boundaries they start with you <laughs> come on now great plug and I think another reason why we think the setting boundaries means we're lacking in love is because we think that setting boundaries actually means we're being mean to other people come on y'all that's not it's just not true and it's I think not. particularly women we're socialized to cater to everyone's comfortability over our own mm. needs mm. and that means that making people uncomfortable is cruel in nature that is not true. Let's look at Jesus. Come on. Everything he did made people uncomfortable, but the place that it was coming from was loving and he wanted what was best for them. To this so day. we can't think that, that somebody's um, discomfort means that we're being cruel. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily true. And I think also a lot of us are taught that like, especially in the South, that being nice is more of a priority than anything mm. else. So we silence ourselves for the sake of other people being comfortable, for the sake of wanting to be nice. And as a result, we sacrifice our own feelings and mm. our own needs. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And no one wins when we do that. And I think the last point I'll make about um, setting an, a misconception about setting boundaries as it relates to love is like we have this underlying need to be liked. Yeah. Like we're so afraid of being unlikable and mm -hmm. we want everyone to like us. So we change this about us. We change the way we talk. We change the way we dress everything because we're trying to meet the needs of other people, but we ignore what we actually really need. Mm. And I think that if we prioritize people's perception of us over everything, then that's going to lead our lives instead of God leading our lives. And mm. I think that is a very dangerous place to be when we're allowing people's perception of us to be the guiding light of how we move in our life. Yeah. Oh, child, I feel right. Morgan, that is just, I think too, I'm, I'm thinking about like, Y'all don't leave this this episode talking about you talking to people crazy and Rude Life told mm -mm. me to go talk to people crazy. So no. even with this setting boundaries, like there is a way to be able to do it in love. Mm -hmm. Your tone matters. The mm -hmm. way that you say thing matters. The timing that you choose yes. to discuss boundaries with That's people. Big. If they just lost someone in their lives or if they're right. going through something, may not be a good time to tell them. Don't text you after 10. Like, you know, you, you have to be, <laughs> you have to use discernment and all of that. So I just want to make that plug too. Yes. like make sure that the way that you set boundaries also walks in love that's perfect because that actually gets me to the truth of it so the <laughs> misconception is that um setting boundaries means that we're lacking in love the truth of the matter is that setting boundaries actually leads to love mm. and it leads with love and mm. to your point if we're grounded in the definition of love that's in first corinthians 13 we're able to actually love people and we're able to show our spiritual and emotional maturity I think that when we set boundaries, it's an example of love because we're showing like, I know who I am. Mm. I'm God's child. I know my identity. So I don't have to please y'all first. Like I'm trying to please God first. And I think lastly, uh, boundaries uh, lead with love and is loving. Um, it's because it shows that we honor ourselves. Like I'm honoring my emotional capacity. I'm honoring who and what God has called me to. Mm. And I'm allowing him to be the well that fills me up rather than the approval and praise of other people. Ooh, child. I mean, just I'm about to press off air. We done. <laughs> 
I mean, we are done. That is so good. Uh, leading with love, y'all. So another misconception is that um, boundaries limit our impact. Mm. And I think a lot of us operate out of this like savior complex. We and we see ourselves as so needed that we just cannot bear the thought of setting a boundary that would prevent us from being seen as valuable or significant in someone's life. Wow. And let me tell you, I have suffered and still suffer and continue to have to bring this to God all the time in relationships because I always feel like I need to be the one solving people's problems. Mm -hmm. And this is the mentality that has usually kept me in relationships longer than I needed to be. And I just remember being friends with someone once and I was kind of serving as his spiritual encouragement and his vulnerability partner. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was being helpful by pointing Mm -hmm. him towards sermons and sharing gospel music and just being this person that could encourage them and someone that they could talk to. Mm -hmm. But it was so complex because of the nature of our friendship with him being in a relationship and me being single Mm -hmm. the dependency that was starting to build kind of was leading us to some dangerous territory Mm -hmm. and though I was seeing myself as being helpful the relationship really needed some very clear boundaries to protect us from becoming emotionally involved and being able to free up our time for other purposes yeah and I want to add too that even in our friendship I felt like in the past sometimes I would come to you and you would try to solve my problems and we talked about Mm -hmm. that and I was like no I just need you to sit there with me And when I think about the hardest times in my life this last year that I brought to you, what I love is that you just sit with me. You don't try to solve it because it's like, I know all the scripture, girl. Mm -hmm. I just need someone to be like, girl, this sucks. Yeah. Yep. And I love you. And I actually feel like it's made our friendship stronger because I feel like I could just come to you and just we can just sit in it together. Yeah. And for me, that has been that's been huge for our friendship, because I know if I call you, I can just be like, girl, this it. Yeah. You gonna pray with me. And if I need some advice, I know I'd be like, okay, what do you think I need to do? But I think that it actually frees us up and it frees other people up when we Mm -hmm. don't have to give them the answer. We can just sit because most people, they don't need the answer in the moment. They just want somebody to be sad just for a second. And I think later we can get to the solution. But I love that about our friendship. Yeah. And and I love that you brought that to my attention because it was something that I was actually able to work on Mm. and knowing that I don't have to be that person for people. Um, And in this specific relationship that I was just kind of referencing like once I stepped back I realized that I had more capacity to actually pour Mm. into other areas of my life so my impact was increasing so you know the misconception is that boundaries limit our impact but it actually increases our impact because when we set boundaries in relationships then we remove that fear of being insignificant and then God is able to direct our focus to other people or areas of our lives that actually require and need our attention was this episode for us or i think it was i mean every week for us jeez wow every week let's try to make it through the third misconception (laughs) without being red (laughs) good luck (laughs) okay so the third misconception is that setting boundaries makes us less accessible and this is very similar to your point about like we always want to be needed and a lot of us are just always like we have to be available like we're we're a 24 7 call center for people oh my god and that's not healthy and like we feel like we have to respond to people's texts immediately regardless of what we're going through or we have to respond to somebody immediately because they have an emergency Mm -hmm. And the disclaimer there is like, yeah, people have emergencies. Like, yes, we should respond with urgency. But what I'm saying is we have to stop, pause and ask yourself, like, am I motivated out of wanting to be used by God Mm. or am I motivated because I want to feel good about myself? Mm, mm, And there's mm. a difference there. There's a distinction there. And so I think to your point, a lot of us want to be so needed that we don't stop to ask God to check our hearts to make sure that we're showing up in a way that is helpful. Um, 
and beneficial for ourselves and other people. And I think without setting boundaries, we end up neglecting our own emotional needs because we're trying to be there for everybody else yep. that we're never actually there for ourselves. Mm, mm, and I think mm. that's just such a sad place to be that I've been in many, many times. And yep. again, disclaimer, if God has called you to somebody to be there for somebody, somebody is grieving or, or in loss, like, yes, be there for your friend. But again, you still have to exercise wisdom and discernment about when to show up with people and how to show up for them. When you are operating, you, we talk about the empty cup all the time. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to show up for people Come from on. an empty cup, I don't even have anything to pour into you. Mm-mm. So at this point, I'm actually detrimental to your healing. Yeah. I'm detrimental to the moment that you're having because I'm not going to be able to operate in grace. I'm probably not going to be letting the Holy Spirit lead me in this situation. So the things that I say or how I'm mm-hmm. responding is probably not even going to be helpful. So I think Mm-mm. under both of the, the one that I just mentioned and and this one, like we have to remember that we're actually not helpful to people when mm-hmm. we are not whole ourselves. Ooh, that is a word. That's a word. Uh, ooh, wow, that's so good. Uh, and I think I would also add that um, we don't have to be completely accessible to everybody. Mm-mm. I don't have to be a complete open book sharing with people my deepest, darkest secrets. Nope. No, I don't have to. Like Boundaries. I need to, boundaries, <laughs> please. People, people, people. <laughs> We have to ask God who to let into our inner circle. Who should I be accessible to? Like if you call me at midnight or you call me at 1 a.m., I'm picking up Mm -hmm. because you don't call me at 1 a.m. So if you call me at that time, like you need me. But if it's just somebody I just met yesterday, chances are like I'm not going to pick that phone call up. Mm -mm. But we have to, again, like you keep saying, realize that it starts with us. And Mm -hmm. so we have to go to God first and ask him like, who should I let into my inner circle? Again, like Jesus. Jesus didn't let everybody. He had 12 disciples, but he had three people. So in Mark 5, when he heals Jairus' daughter, who was there? Peter, James, and John. Mm -hmm. In Matthew 17, when he takes them on the high mountain, uh, I think with Elijah and Moses, Mm -hmm. who was up there? Peter, James, and John. (laughs) And so Jesus made himself available to be used by God um, and for God to um, bring him to people that he had called him to, but he wasn't immediately accessible to everybody. So good. Mom. And if it's good enough for Jesus, y'all, why is it not good enough? I can't do more than what Jesus did. Period. I can't. And so I think the truth of the matter is setting boundaries protects our peace. Like you said, we need peace first before I can show up to other people. And mm. we get that peace from God. If you look at Jesus, I mean, at the beginning of his ministry, between every miracle, what did he do? He went back to God to get filled up. He mm-hmm. knew who was the peacekeeper the peacemaker the one who invented peace so he went to him first Mm. he was in his presence received instructions discernment and wisdom of how to actually make himself available to god and to be um to be used by god and so we protect our peace by asking the holy spirit who do we let into our inner circle and how we can be made available to be used by god that Oh, just child. Just Holy Spirit, you better do this. Just flow. (laughs) Uh, We welcome. We usher you in. (laughs) For real, though. Let me tell you. uh, That's so good. Like, and I think what ends up burning us out in relationships is that we don't set these biblical boundaries Mm -mm. and we end up just being tired. We feel like we can't give anything to people. We don't have anything left to offer. And that's often because we're not being kept full by God. If I'm not spending that time with him to be full of his grace and his truth and his love, then how am I going to be able to give it to anybody else in a relationship, especially in the moments of crisis and trouble when people really need them? 
Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's important for us to kind of talk about the way that we set boundaries in our own lives mm-hmm. and, and some of those reasons why th- this is important to us. And I know for me, like I set boundaries so that I can reduce distractions in mm-hmm. my life. I am so easily distracted <laughs> in so many ways. Me too. And boundaries kind of help rein a little bit of that in. And one very practical way is I put my phone on do not disturb Come when on. it calls for it because I am so responsive to people via text and calls on a regular basis when I need to protect my energy I say okay you know what do not disturb on this phone and I'll do it when I'm getting ready to go into prayer time or study the Bible Mm -hmm. or even when I'm spending time with people and I want to give them my undivided attention Mm -hmm. so I'm not always on my phone that do not disturb is a quick tap of the finger and you can even shift the setting so if you really need your mother or your sister or someone to be able to get through to you you can put them as favorites but it's become a really helpful way to just limit distractions in my own life Mm-mm-mm. and I would just add I'm on do not disturb if you know me or you text me I'm on do not disturb from 10 p.m. to oh, 9 a.m. it's on my phone automatically we know Dorian. <laughs> You're going to have to call me three times for me to pick up because I know that, again, I'm making myself available to, in my work that I do in social work. I'm always being there for people. And if I never give myself time to just be by myself, think about what I need, I'm going to be constantly on my phone. Okay, welcome to church. Mm-hmm. Okay, rooted life. Okay, church stuff. Okay, work stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. book club stuff. And it's like I never get a chance just to like see what I need. So I'm going to not disturb by 10 p.m. every day. Come on, 10 you to 9 that. every day. Closed. You know it. Shop is closed. <laughs> it's closed. <laughs> I think another uh, practical uh, way that we um, apply uh, boundaries is that we're thinking about the fact that um, we have to balance the cost. So for me, I'm trying to make a better practice. I'm not that great at it. But like ask the Holy Spirit before I make plans with people. Like, can I, is this cool, Holy Spirit, tonight, today, mm-hmm. later this weekend? And there have been things that I, like August or July 26th, I tried to make plans so many times. He kept being like, nope, nope, nope. Nope, so many times. And I don't even remember what I ended up doing that day, but I tried to make plans on that day so many times, and he kept saying no. And I was like, oh, okay. But my time is not my own, so I should be asking uh, God about how to spend his time because Mm. it's his. And I think also recognizing that every yes is attached to a no. Mm-hmm. Every time I say yes to one thing, I'm, I'm inadvertently saying no to another thing. Yeah. And so if I'm saying yes to something that requires me to sacrifice my peace, my rest, or my preparation or calling, it's going to be a no for me, guy. I, yeah. I, I'm not compromising on those things. I'm, I, I, those are my non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'll give a practical example. Like for me, um, Saturday mornings, we record our podcast. So if somebody were to say, hey, let's go hiking early Saturday morning. I mean, most likely I'm going to say no, because for me, that's my time that I'm resting, uh, sometimes get my house in order, cleaning or even preparing for the podcast. And so for me, the boundary is like I'm not making plans with people Saturday mornings before the podcast. Because I want to be prepared to do the work that God has called me. And that, when I balance the cost of that, that yes is not worth the no. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what Deacon Ezra says. Come That's on. my dad, for y'all who don't know. Deacon <laughs> Ezra says, if it costs you your peace, it's too expensive. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's such a simple line, but it's so practical. If it's going to cost you your peace, if you know you're going to have to end up being anxious in another space because you yeah. are willing to pay with your peace right now, mm-mm. That thing is too expensive, no, thank y'all. You. 
Keep it moving. (laughs) So another way that you can exercise boundaries is really just remaining consistent. There's an aspect of discipline that is associated with boundaries. And it's important for us to remain consistent and stick to our word with boundaries, especially the ones that are for our own good, even Mm. though we can't really see it. You know, like when you're not supposed to be spending that much time with somebody, even though you want to, like Mm. you got to stick to those boundaries. Because (laughs) honestly, a boundary is only as effective as your commitment to it. So if you're not staying committed to it, then why you even setting the boundary and as we know from our many discussions on discipline it's like growing a muscle Mm. the only way to get stronger by staying committed to our boundaries is to continue exercising and stretching Mm -hmm. that muscle so the more that you continue to say okay I'm not going to turn the tv on on whatever day of the week Mm -hmm. and you do it again the next week and you do it again the next week and before you know it it's like okay this day goes by and you don't even think about it so yeah you gotta stick to those boundaries y'all I love that you say that because I think a lot of us can be perfectionists and think that we're going to get it right every time or the first time (laughs) no everyone is I think this is a constant (laughs) a constant process for all of us like Mm -hmm. we're on this the word of the season journey it's yes. the journey that we are on journey. I think also a, a tool that people can use is like listen to our episode on navigating conflict mm. um, it was called offense starts with you and you're probably wondering like well, what does a conflict have to do with boundaries well communicating boundaries is awkward mm-hmm. um, it can be a difficult conversation and I know I have I have had experience where I try to communicate my boundary and the person takes offense yep and they feel like they're being personally attacked and you don't want to spend time with them they're not getting it mm-hmm. and so it ends up being a difficult conversation and so I think that um, learning how to manage and, and navigate difficult conversations or conflict is relevant to, to boundaries because again communicating boundaries can often lead to some unexpected conflict yeah that is uh, so good which really stinks and I think one of our favorite pastors uh, Dr. Darius he taught a great series on friendships called put people in their place <laughs> so put people in their place it's so good <laughs> I think he had four or five sermons it's so it's so good so take uh, take a listen to that and I think also just uh closing it all up like pray for discernment Mm -hmm. like check your heart again it all starts with you so if you don't know where to start start with you (laughs) ask God to reveal your heart and I think also like talk to people who have healthy boundaries maybe read a devotional on the Bible app about boundaries there's a lot of ways and places that we can start but again it starts with you I love it y'all we just want to encourage y'all to lead with love increase Mm. your impact and protect your peace by starting to set these boundaries in your relationships so before we go today we just want to announce that we are dropping our summer merchandise line on august 14th y'all we got some new merch coming and uh if you leave a review on apple Podcasts after this episode you may be the random winner that we choose to have one of the first pieces from the collection Ooh, y'all i'm so excited about this y'all we want to hear what you thought about this episode so go ahead and screenshot it post it and tag us at rooted life podcast and be sure to tune in to ig live this week at 6 30 eastern time for our tuesday talk we're going to have our friend coach chris on chris is a life coach who helps women transform from insecure to unstoppable Mm, i love that little tagline girl yes we're so excited to have her on all right y'all we will see y'all next week y'all stay rooted out here we love y'all